We are continuing today in Paragural at the 11th chapter of Mesilas Yisharim. Today, Sunday, the 19th of Cheshvan, November 13th. The Ramchal writes as follows. Benimza, she'asta ha-Torah b'mitzvah zos shel nazir, ma'ashemasra l'chachamim she'asu b'shar kol ha-mitzvahs. Lemandaz she'zeret sono shel makom. So therefore, again, as we mentioned in last week's year, on Friday's year, Nazir becomes the paradigm for how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to handle Isurim. In other words, just like Nazir, obviously on a biblical level, but Nazir has certain protective barriers that are there to prevent the Nazir from going ahead and drinking wine. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, wanted Chazal to use it as the paradigm to safeguard Isurim, to create protective barriers, protective fences, around certain prohibitions so that a person should not come to transgress. And therefore again, when it comes to other Yisurim, when it comes to other prohibitions, Chazal wanted, excuse me, Baruch Hu wanted Chazal to once again erect protective barriers around the prohibition, additional layers of provision to go ahead and prevent the person from actually transgressing. So therefore, again, when it comes to morality, when it comes to znus, same idea. Although, again, as we pointed out in the last year, it might only be a technical act of relations which would be prohibited, but Chazal are vested with the responsibility to create Protective barriers around the primary prohibition. Dahinu, bein b'maisa, both through action, bein b'riya, through looking, bein b'dibar, through talking, bein b'shmiya, through listening, va'afil b'machshaba. So these are the additional areas, the additional levels of what we'll call uh, protective, protective legislation or protective enactments in order to prevent me from not transgressing any of the major aspects of immorality. So let's go through them. So what does it mean that again, actionally, there is a protective barrier, protective fence regarding immorality? For example, one is not permitted to touch a woman, one is not permitted to hug a woman. Again, this is obviously talking about a woman who's not one's wife and or or one's daughter, or again, even one's sister. And we're not talking about the immediate relatives. Now, what I just want to point out over here is Dramchal is phrasing this in the male, from a male's perspective, from man to woman. But of course, whatever he's framing man to woman also applies woman to man. So again, even though technically speaking, relations are what is prohibited, nevertheless, Chazal came along and also prohibited hugging and kissing. So this is incredible. This comes into a very important idea regarding guarding our eyes, watching what we see. Because there's a recognition that obviously when a person sees something that elicits a sense of desire and lust, that is the first step towards the commission of sin. So they are using as an example that someone who goes ahead and purposely hands something to a woman. But the reason he's handing it to the woman is to be able to, to look at her, to be able to glance at her. Ultimately, again, the Gemara says such a person will not be saved from Gehenna. Now, the, the idea over here is not necessarily that the act of gazing itself 
warrants Gehenim, but that the act of gazing is usually a gateway. I shouldn't say it's usually. The act of gazing can be a gateway to a more illicit act. The Gemara says, why is it that the generation of the desert required kapara, required atonement? Because ultimately, again, they looked at inappropriate things. So this is talking about the spoils of the war from Midian. Why is it that the Torah went ahead when it went, goes through like the inventory of all of the booty, of all of the treasure that they got from their war with Midian? There are certain ornaments that a woman would wear, you know, you know, externally, so to speak, and certain ornaments which were considered to be more intimate ornaments. Why are they all reckoned together? To teach you that if a person intentionally glances at a woman's finger in order, her pinky, in order to go ahead and gain benefit, it is no different than he had, had he had gazed at her nakedness. What does it mean you should guard yourself from every bad thing? That a person should not intentionally gaze with the intention of deriving pleasure from a beautiful woman, even if she's single, or the more so if she is married. And again, the Gemara says this is true even if the woman is not particularly attractive. One is not permitted to gaze at a woman for the sake of deriving or receiving pleasure. So again, the, the, just to understand the idea over here is, it's quite intuitive that obviously if a person looks at a woman in a lustful way, that is the beginning to the commission, that is, that, that is the pathway to chas v'shalom committing an act of immorality. And Gemara goes on and says, What about speaking with a woman? Whoever speaks with a woman, right? Or literally, who, whoever speaks too much with a woman ultimately causes bad things for himself. The, the idea over here is, the Gemara is not saying, obviously there's a, there's a time and a place. The opposite genders have to interact. Men have to speak with women. Women have to speak with men. Much of this, by the way, is also focused on my kavana. What is it that I have intention to do? So sometimes a person, just like the Gemara gave the example before of handing money, sometimes a person will use handing money as a pretext to go ahead and be able to gaze at a woman. So, so too, sometimes one will go ahead and use conversation as a pretext to gazing at a woman. It's that that Chazal were very concerned about because ultimately it becomes a gateway to immorality. And lastly, when it comes to listening, there's a concept of Kalisha. concept of Kalisha says that a man is not permitted to hear a woman sing. What's the logic behind that? Because a woman's voice, and especially in a singing capacity, also could elicit arousal or could, could, could elicit desire and all of this could lead ultimately to immorality. Now the truth is sometimes when we hear things like this we say to ourselves it seems so far-fetched right it seems like it seems like right it's kalisha really kalisha listening to a woman and singing is going to lead to an act of, of immorality so it's important to understand that Chazal understood Chazal understood human nature, or Chazal understood us often better than we understand ourselves. And sometimes even things that we may think are innocuous, or not a big deal, no, that's not going to lead me to anything. Chazal understood our human nature work, especially 
in the realm of, of immorality. That sometimes it could be even the most innocuous thing by itself. But that innocuous thing in a vacuum could be the gateway to some type of immoral behavior. And Chazal are charged, based on the paradigm from Nazir, are charged with creating a protective barrier around immorality, around morality. Based on the idea that the Gemara says that immorality, unfortunately, is something that many of us struggle with. And because we struggle with it, because it is a reality, Chazal were vested with the responsibility of ensuring that we do not transgress. We'll stop over here for today. Wishing everyone a wonderful day.